welcome to the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every week myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this man on my screen, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter from the Harry Potter books and we use them to have a good old chinwag and a natter. Mmm, we do. This week we're on episode 71 and we're on chapter 14 of The Goblet of Fire, The Unforgivable Curses. Tom, how are you? I am well. I am giddy. My cheeks are rosy. My mm. heart is full of joy because for the first time in my life, I'm doing a podcast with now an honest man. Martina has made an <laughs> honest man out of you. She has. I am now <laughs> Mr. Lucas Kirkby. <laughs> I'm excited. It's uh, It's been very good for those of you on the Patreon. You can see my lovely little silver wedding band around me, uh, around my ring finger. Mm, oh. Look at him. Oh. How, how's it feel? It feels bloody wonderful. And do you know what, as well? Not to get too sentimental, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like nothing, you know, nothing's changed. You know, we're just, it's the next step on our relationship. We're legally wed now. And we're looking forward to being spiritually wed in September, where you, oh, yeah. uh, you'll you actually be coming to that one, won't you? I'll be bringing that Holy Spirit. I'll be bringing that <laughs> Holy Spirit. Holy uh, Spirit, activate. Activate. Holy <laughs> Spirit. <laughs> well, I texted Tom. I said, look, Tom, we've got the Father. We've got the Son. I need you to book your tickets because we need the Holy Spirit at our wedding. And you're going to be there, aren't you? Holy Spirit is coming to Poland in September. Get ready, Polish. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be good. But yeah, we had a wonderful ceremony. Uh, There was only 10 people allowed, uh, but it was really, really lovely. Martina had a lovely dress on with a lovely white jacket added to it. You may have seen the pictures. Um, And I had my suit, and it was wonderful. And we were looking forward so much to seeing the photos because Martina's brother is a professional photographer. That's what he does. Right? Oh, yeah. And he, and he took loads of photos of the wedding. Right? And we're there. He's got it, get, get his laptop up. He's got the uh, he's got the program up and running. He's taken over a thousand pictures throughout the day. Right. Yeah. And we've got to choose our favorite ones. Right. So we have a look and uh, we're looking at the wedding ceremony photos and, uh, my dad just happens to be sat behind me in the wedding ceremony. And I kid you not, in 90% of the photos, he's got his eyes shut in the background. <laughs> he's got his eyes closed. He's asleep at his son's wedding. Right. It must have been a late one. What are we talking? 5 a.m.? <laughs> wedding? Hey, this was at 12 o'clock and it lasted 20 minutes. Midnight wedding? (laughs) No, midday. Midday. Derek Kirkby, you've got a lot to answer for, young man. Um, uh, Well, my mum had a go at him and his uh, (laughs) his, comeback for that was, hey, I wasn't asleep, I was just resting my eyes. (laughs) Listen, if anyone is a dad, don't rest your eyes at your son's wedding. I wasn't snoring. I was grunting like a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Look, rest your eyes after the ceremony. <laughs> Get those eyes working. It's your son's wedding. <laughs> Boring. 
<laughs> Honestly, I'll uh, next time I see you, I'll hopefully have a couple of photos to show you of me dad looking like he's asleep. Oh, I'm going to your mum. This is so boring. When's he going to put on a wig? No, he's not performing. <laughs> he's getting married. <laughs> We've had no comedy songs so far. Do no, Snape. It's... Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get back to sleep. Oh, bring Tom out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, uh, yeah, apart from uh, my dad having a nap during the ceremony, uh, it was a lovely day all told. Uh, you put up a beautiful wedding photo on the Potter Vision Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it almost got as many likes as me and you doing an impression of Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly, but not quite. I'll uh... tell you what, if you'd Martin, it would have added a bit more hands in the air going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> If uh, only we were swinging from the rafters of the registry <laughs> office, making guttural moaning sounds. We'd, we'd have got over 200, I reckon. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you would. Fantastic. Well, it's. I'm so happy for you both. You're a beautiful you. pair of people. Um, and I couldn't wish for a happier thing to happen to any better people hey i hope that's going in the speech in september that was lovely no this is pro bono and also this is a slight on anyone who isn't martina and lucas if you aren't martina and lucas you don't deserve happiness jog on (laughs) (laughs) well as long as you don't use the words pro bono in your wedding speech (laughs) i'm absolutely happy no pro bono i will be using the words big boner though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and that's the compromise that we make me looking round <laughs> Martina's dad, what, what's the Polish for big boner? <laughs> God oh, I've got no, I could have asked you before but I'm asking you now <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh can I tell you about a strange uh, woman at the spa we went to absolutely you can <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> so we went, um, we're thinking of going on a proper like, holiday honeymoon in September. But we thought, why not have a few days in a spa hotel in Germany to celebrate our uh, our marriage? So uh, we go we go to this spa, right? And uh, it's like a sauna, right? So you go in and, uh, and every hour you all go into the big sauna room and they have a special scent. And a man in shorts pours ice on the... A special scent. A special scent. Like one hour it might be mint and orange. Another hour it might be pomegranate. That's amazing. I like to imagine you you sat there going, oh, roast beef, I think. No, Lucas, that man's just past wind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they do like sausages in uh, Germany, don't they? (laughs) It's sausage scent. Come on, Um, be sensible. Hey, but so this guy um comes in right and he's yeah. he works there and everyone else is sat down with the towels around them right and he goes right today it's grapefruit at this time so he gets his little thing he pours it on the hot coals and the smell of grapefruit comes on and he pours it all around he takes about five minutes to do this then he's got these big balls of ice he puts them on and that makes mm. the smoke go up a bit more it's very relaxing mm, it's mm, lovely mm. right and then he goes that's all from me have fun, and everyone gives him a little round of applause because he's done that, and he exits yeah. the room. Right, that's what happens every hour at the sauna. At which point, a woman stands up and she goes, "Now that was all from that man." 
And now I too must say goodbye. I just don't work there. Because <laughs> I too must say goodbye. But before I do, I'll leave you with this. <laughs> she removes the towel from herself, right? And she begins to waft the smoke in everybody's face with her own towel, walking around, walking around the room. And she's going, oh, like this, right? <laughs> this nude woman wafting this towel around, right? She's coming round to us and we're thinking, bloody hell, we don't want this. You're laughing. We're trying not to, yeah. I'd be pushing myself. She gets about halfway around the room, right? And another woman says, Can you stop doing that? I don't want you to <laughs> I don't want you to do that, right? And then she goes, mm, wraps the towel around herself and she goes, Well, I guess I'll just leave then. And then walks out in a mood. <laughs> I love that. Is there any better honeymoon story than that? <laughs> it's gotta be up there, hasn't it? That's what a woman. That's fantastic. And I love that <laughs> halfway around the room, it took so many people for one woman to go, actually, no, this isn't anything. We don't <laughs> You will stop doing this immediately. I'm not having it. Yeah, yeah. Was this all said in German or for your ears, did she say it in English or Welsh? This was all in German and I got the general gist of it, but then it became a lot funnier after the event when Martina translated <laughs> translated it for me. For me, uh, she just said a spell in German and then <laughs> wafted the towel at everyone. <laughs> and then somebody said something to annoy her and she stormed off. That's what I saw. And then it was that a counter charm and she was off. <laughs> she was off. It was blocked. And uh, that leads us on to uh the chapter today, but Tom, <laughs> what have you been doing over the past week as a naked German wafted a towel in your face? Normally, normally I uh, I just wait until, you know, I'm asked on the podcast, what did I do? And then I try and think of something quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, this was my first, uh, I've reduced my days at work. So now I am in the <laughs> office. For three days a week rather than five, so I can concentrate them other two days on being creative and doing stuff like this. Personal question. Hope you don't mind answering. Which days are you going to be working now? Uh, I now have off Tuesday and Wednesday. Oh, I love it. And it's perfectly designed for Potter Vision because I work Tuesday, Wednesday. So we'll have time (laughs) off from each other. Well, you'll have to get up early so we can record some podcasts before you yeah, go Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I love that. We're both part-time at work, but we get up at ungodly hours that we could have done anyway. Uh, but no, it'll be good for you. And for your sanity as well, you know. On, uh, on Wednesday, sometimes I just do mad jobs. I'll be like, right, do a job now. I just drove to B&Q, bought a tub, tub of paint, and I just started painting the landing white. Hey, why not? Mm. You're a man of leisure. That's what retired people do. (laughs) I laid down all Lucy's coats and then just got to painting. (laughs) Why are all my coats speckled white, Tom? It's the style. It's the style. If you're going to stay with me, you're going to have to keep up with current trends. Yeah, what else? I did a gig in a castle to a bunch of millionaires. Oh, that's fun. Which castle? 
One up in Cumbria somewhere. It's like converted into a hotel. Oh, Cumbria Castle Hotel. Yeah, Cumbria Castle Hotel. Orgill, yeah. I think. Orgill Castle. Lovely. And uh, were you well received by these wealthy people? <laughs> no, no. You know, well, I'd... <laughs> they understood that I was making jokes. And well, that's some, good. Some of them liked it. Uh, well, one, one woman chased me out of the room in a positive way. She wanted to get my name so she could follow me on social media. But, <laughs> well, that's um, good. Yeah, a lot of them. One woman just started going on a phone on the front row. But it was a very good gig. They were very, they were very, uh, yeah, they were very happy. And I'm imagining if there are millionaires in the audience, you got a tenner for petrol. <laughs> Tire no. slashed. Oh, <laughs> come on. Oh, the gigs we've done in a theatre full of hundreds <laughs> of people and you get a tenner for petrol. Oh, Lucas, I had my heart broke on Saturday. Oh, yeah, good job I didn't. Yeah, well, this is going to break your heart as well. Oh, go on. Drove to Sheffield to do a gig, right? Oh! No, not that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I had to use an NCP. Oh, you're kidding. For overseas listeners, they are the most expensive of car parks. Right. Or parking lots. Three hours. Oh, nine quid. Oh! Can you believe it? I, I can only believe it because it's NCP, but when will somebody stand up to these bastards? It broke my app, and it, it was closed. You had to get your car out of there by 10. Oh, come on. One of them crazy ones, you got to get your car out of there by 10. So I finished the gig at half nine, right? And okay. I leave, and it's pouring down with rain. I instantly forget that I've got to be getting my car out of there quickly. I'm 20 minutes yeah. away from the car park. Yeah. I walk into a donut shop, start looking at donuts. <laughs> well, that's your kryptonite, in it, donut shops? It bloody is. I go in and I go, I go to the girl behind the counter. No Boston creams. She goes, all sold out. I was like, I'll leave it then. I walk out and I'm like, what am I doing? I start sprinting. Oh, my goodness. Did you get out there in time? Yeah, but nine pound. Oh, it breaks, breaks your heart, doesn't it? That's horrendous, that £9. <laughs> I'm never going to financially recover from that. No, I don't think you will. Oh, no. horrendous. And Imagine also, it. yeah. what is with these paper shop owners charging people, having a minimum cards payment? In what, like a newsagent's? Yeah, you go in like a post office and you try and buy a chocolate bar, 60p. And you go, pay on card, they go, no, minimum, spend £5 on card. You're like, what? Yeah. I've got a card reader. I know it don't cost anything. Yeah. It costs nada. You just need the internet. That's all you need. Yeah. Well, that's what's been going on with me. Some Pottervision co-hosts get married. Other ones go buy a chocolate <laughs> bar at <on> lunch. <laughs> it's a lovely, diverse world we live in. Now, Tom, are yeah. you ready for a Ooh. chapter four? Yeah. Maybe we should uh, top end this episode by announcing the uh, Manchester date. Oh, yes. So, uh, the venue that we were going to have uh, for Manchester has unfortunately had uh, a lot of water damage that hasn't been repaired. So, we've had to change our dates. So, it will no longer be uh, in February. It will be on, is it the 5th of May? Yeah, Thursday, 5th of May, I think, yeah. 
Yeah, so if anyone's bought tickets, they'll get a little email, which will give you the opportunity to either get your money refunded or you can move your tickets to the new day. And there's two times, I think there's like seven and nine o'clock. At the Lowry. And if you'd like, if you've not bought a ticket yet and you want to come to Manchester, now's your chance. May that date. May the 5th. May the 5th be with you. That's how you remember it. And if you were thinking of coming to Manchester, you thought, no, it's too big of a room. I'll be too far away. Well, we're doing double the shows in a smaller room, so we'll be more intimate. So yeah, if you'd well, like to get intimate with a married man and Tom Lorrington, you can do. <laughs> we'll drag you all up on stage individually and throw you about. We're going to let our pot vision promise, right? This is an actual pot vision promise. We promise <laughs> to leg in a wing every audience member back into the audience. So it'd be like graduation. 100%. You yeah. come up, we I grab you by the legs, Lucas grabs yeah. you by the arms, and we throw you into the audience. <laughs> and the extra podcast listeners, if you say the secret word, Harry, we'll throw you extra hard. All right, you heard it here you know, first. Do you know the Leg in a Wing song? Is it something about being a king or something, and then you throw them? All right, yeah, you get a good heave on. Like yeah, yeah. side to side, a leg and a wing to see the king. The king says no, so let them go. At that point, you will fly off the stage into the audience and you will be grabbed by whoever's like, I don't know, whatever yeah. you land on. Yeah. If you're the last person to be thrown, brilliant, because everyone by that point will be back in the audience in their seats. If you're the first person <laughs> to be thrown... Everyone's in the queue, so you're just going to hit the ground. No, you might hit a seat, or you might hit an armrest. You might hit a seat or an armrest. It's pot luck at the Pottervision show. <laughs> but we're going to train extra strong before we get there, so we're, we we hopefully won't hit, you won't hit the floor, you'll hit a chair. Yeah, we're going to try our best. I'm going to be training up until May the 5th. We're not going to get too strong so that we throw you to the back of the room, past the chairs, to hit the back wall, and then you slide down onto the floor. We're not going to get that strong. We promise you, listeners, please. We promise you with with our hearts. <laughs> and if we break <laughs> this promise, we yeah. promise to die. <laughs> and that's a Potter Vision promise. We cross our hearts. We cross our hearts and hope to die. It's funny if you say it like that. Cross our hearts and hope to die, yeah. then it's fine. But if yeah. you say, "If I break my promise, I will die," it sounds sad, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? Like if you do a little rhyme, it sounds a bit of fun. But if you say, "If I break my promise, I'm going to wish I was dead," <laughs> what? Don't worry about that. <laughs> if you ever want to say something sad do it in a little rhyme it doesn't sound as bad see I did one then uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Spider-Man's turned up oh, 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 oh. <laughs> okay enough messing about I'm desperate for a rundown please will you give me one? Oh, the first ever married man rundown it's chapter 14, The Unforgivable Curses. The time has finally come for Mad-Eye Moody's lesson, and he's not holding back. He's like, look, guys, you can deal with beasts. You did that last year. Now you need to learn how to deal with wizards. And there are three bloody spells that are illegal and bad. 
Number one, imperious. Makes you do what you don't want to do, like cartwheels. Number two, it's the Cruciatus Curse. It bloody hurts, that one. And number three, Avada Kedavra, you're dead. And the, everyone's like, mm, that's horrible. Can you show us on a spider? And he goes, yeah. And Neville is traumatised. Anyway, Hermione's off into the library, and it turns out she's been setting up this society to help out the house elves. It's called Spew, and she's got Ron as the treasurer. She's got Harry as the secretary. They're not really keen, but they're probably going to support it. And next thing you know, a big old snowy owl called Hedwig turns up with a letter from Sirius Black. He goes, oh, Harry, you scar. I'm coming back to the UK because I'm worried about you. And Harry feels so annoyed about this that he punches the furniture and can't sleep. And that is the unforgivable curses. Oh, what, what a, a chapter. chapter. Yeah, I loved it. Oh, it was good, wasn't it? I'm beginning to think that Mad-Eye Moody, I don't know if I've said this before, he may be my favourite character. He's a good one, isn't he? And, he... spoilers, this isn't Mad-Eye Moody, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it is Mad-Eye Moody, isn't it? Because he's yeah. acting exactly like him. So as far as I'm concerned... Yeah. That's Mad-Eye Moody. That, is, that man is Mad-Eye Moody. Well, but oh. Barty Crouch oh. Jr., all the crimes he's done, but... What an actor! What an actor! What an impersonator! He's glad to be the next John Coleshaw. And it's amazing that he, it's amazing that he can go days yeah. without going. <laughs> like... I know because we're not even him, and we do it all the time. <laughs> when he's in his own skin, he can't resist. He can't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it must be tempting. And yeah, just putting on that Irish accent the whole time as well. <clears throat> well, yeah, what what an actor Barty Crouch Jr. is. Mm. I know. reckon, I'm beginning to think, he's got a year of this. He almost caught himself out. He goes, I'll only be here for a year. And Ron went, why only a year? And he, and he almost went, well, you know, try was it. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nope. <laughs> well, you know, only takes a year to kill Harry. Oh! Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, at the end of the year, that's when the book hit. Oh! But I wonder, I wonder if at any point during this year he's going to be like, "This is so much fun. I've developed yeah. a personal relationship with Neville. All these kids love me. Yeah. I'm getting like, I'm getting pissed with Hagrid every night. Yeah. Dumbledore respects me. I've got more meaning to my life now. I'm like, you know, I've come out of retirement. I wonder if he's like, well, I might just keep Madame Moody in that chest and me carry on being Madame Moody because this is lovely." I reckon so. Steady income, kids idolise you, you live in a castle. It sounds a lot of fun. Like I, I'd be like, yeah, I want to stay as Mad-Eye Moody. I didn't know that was one of your uh, <laughs> driving forces, the admiration of children. <laughs> kids idolise you. <laughs> well, just from this chapter, they can't kids, wait to be there. Kids, I want you to be me. Is that too much to ask? I, I want you to be me. You. I want to be your idol. Will you be me? What, sir? Be you're, me. How can I be you when you're not even you? <gasps> oh. Gosh, this oh. defense against the dark arts or philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Nibble has melted his six cauldron and just goes to show that Percy's work is necessary at the ministry. Yeah, you know what? It's important work because he's had to do this horrible detention where he's had to disembowel a barrel full of horned toads. Horrific. Horrific. But then, I don't know, would you rather do something weird like that than 100 lines? Don't know. Maybe not disemboweling a toad. Yeah. Horrible. Disgusting. And then he's got toad guts under his fingernails. No, don't want to listen to that. Barrelful. Good yeah. Lord. Uh, is, get out of jail free. I'm a vegetarian. I'm not doing it. Yeah, vegetarian. I'm not doing it, Snape. But I'm he veggie. can't. But he can't give. Neville can't give up sausages for the year. I know, he can't keep that up, could He'd he? He'd rather disembowel a barrel full of horned toads than not have, <laughs> you know, a couple of pork sausages on top of his cornflakes. <laughs> he just loves them too much. It's too big a sacrifice. But they're saying that Snape might be this moody because he's annoyed at losing the defence against the Dark Arts job again. Yes. Is he applying every year? Like, is he writing an application, <laughs> handing in his CV? Is he being interviewed every year? <laughs> I want to know what he's changing up, because he can't just do the same. You know, he's got to think, right, what, what have we got to do different next year? I think, I reckon, every <clears throat> year he's going to Dumbledore. This year, this year, please let me do it, please let me do it. And then Dumbledore grabs him by his collar every year and he goes, well, who's going to do potions? You're the only fucking one who can do it. I don't fucking know how to do it. You're doing potions. Yeah. No one wants to do potions. (laughs) I know. Oh, you must be annoyed. It's interesting. So Snape is jealous of Moody, right? Mm. And um, I say the word jealousy all the time. Oh, I'm jealous of you. But I found out recently that jealousy and envy are different. Oh, you both like both of them mean like you desire to have what the other person has. Yeah, yeah. But jealousy is much more spiteful. As with jealousy, if I say I'm jealous of you, it means I resent you. Oh, so he resents. So, yeah. So when I've been saying I'm jealous of Martina for marrying you, what I mean is I resent Martina for marrying you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just hell. Well, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, Envy just being, oh, I wish I had that, whereas jealousy is like, oh, I wish he didn't have that yeah. and I had Why it. has he got that? <clears throat> You're right. <laughs> But yeah, he's afraid of Mad Eye Moody, and I think who wouldn't be? Like he's, they think he's afraid of him, but he is like, you wouldn't cross him, would you? He's a, a loose cannon, to say the least. I, I love him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love him. It's so funny, right? He goes, Ron goes, oh, oh. Imagine if Moody turned Snape into a horned toad and bounced him around the dungeon. To what end? Why do you want me to imagine this? Sexual gratification? What? What's this fantasy you have, Ron? And why must I yeah. jump in it with you? He has the strangest fantasies, this boy. It's not just he's, he's not just saying it as a joke. He like looks misty-eyed up into the air. 
He's not just like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if he turned him into a frog? He's like, there. Oh, imagine <laughs> this. Oh, he's a frog now. He's been bounced up and down, up and down, all over the dungeon floor. Are you all right, Ron? You looked elsewhere. Oh, sorry. I, I was thinking I was in the Arctic, pushing Malfoy off a cliff. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, don't mind me. Just imagining another murder. <laughs> oh, I'm just a silly old thing. You have your fun. I'll just be in the corner, <laughs> picturing Goyle drowning. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't look in my diary, okay? <laughs> Keep a padlock on it. <laughs> the things he'd write. <laughs> so you've had wedding number one, wedding number one, down. Done. Done That's and off. dusted. I'm married. Wedding number two. Now you're going to have two anniversaries, you are. I know. Your wedding number two comes in September. You're like the queen, aren't you? She has two I'm birthdays. the queen. You are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the queen in many ways. You're the queen in that you're like the monarch of this podcast, but also you are the new Freddie Mercury, aren't you? I'm the new Freddie Mercury. Why? Well, Freddie Mercury would wear a vest sometimes. Sometimes yes. backstage at part of vision shows, you roll your sleeves up and show me your muscles. True or false? That's true. I'll admit that. I think you probably are really strong. No, no, no. I couldn't crack a walnuts. Them arms look like you can punch through walls. Mm. Let's Tough test man. it out on the next uh, Double Vision. No, on the next live show, we'll see if we can throw an audience member through a wall. Yeah, that'll be good. If Dem- anyone says the code word Potter, we'll <laughs> throw you through a wall. <laughs> We're doing Demby on Saturday, aren't we? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tom, would you find Madai Moody's eye? unsettling i think i would well that's the thing um he can see someone under the desk messing around with a bit of paper can't he yeah 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 man can see through wood can he see through trousers that's what he can definitely <laughs> see through trousers but if you can see through <laughs> wood awful. if you can see through wood man can yeah. see through skin can't he yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So what I'm telling you, you put your hand up. Okay. Mad Eye Moody, Mad Eye Moody, I need the talk. Do they call him Mad Eye Moody? I think so, yeah. <laughs> Professor <laughs> Moody. To his face. Mad Eye Moody, Mad Eye Moody, I need the toilet, Mad Eye Moody. And he has a scan of the body. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Imagine writing your letter back to mum and dad. Oh, well, I'm enjoying fourth year. My new teacher's got a special eyepiece that can see through my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm pulling you out of that school. Something happens every year. <laughs> Last year, you told me a bloke was turning into a werewolf and waking up naked every five minutes. And now there's a bloke who can see through your trousers. <laughs> Oh, other kids, nervous kids. He's like, you, toilet now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you. you don't even have to ask. He just goes, right, go on, two minutes. Wash your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. <laughs> Imagine. Oh, my God, that's so funny. Telling an adult to wash their hands. Well, yeah. Just tell, yeah, wash your hands. Excuse me. <laughs> you heard. Wash your just hands. Just a kind reminder. 
Just remind People don't. I find that. You go to certain restaurants, say if you go to KFC, there'll be like a thing in the bathrooms. Now wash your hands. It's like, I was going to. Oh, I think some people need the colonel reminding them. <laughs> Thank you, colonel. Thank you, colonel. Thank you, colonel. Do you know what? If it wasn't for the colonel, I'd have picked up all sorts of viruses. Would you like Mad Eye Moody's Eye? For myself? Um... <laughs> no, looking through, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for yourself. <laughs> no, no. I think it would make you nervous. I think it must give him a headache. One eye looking at something and then the other one whizzing round. I've got the perfect solution for that. Come on. Magic. <laughs> magic. It's magic. <laughs> Hey, I went to an Indian on Monday with my holy sister Sophie, and oh, I was yeah. given a Murray mint at the end of the meal. I love that. A Murray after a curry. A Murray after a curry, right? Yeah. It was gone off. You know, sometimes you have a sweet oh. and you're like, this texture's wrong. Why is it? It should be hard. And it was like, oh, you, could yeah. scrape, you could scrape the Murray mint away. Well, I think you were telling me that story when someone had last year's roses or something that they brought into work and you could tell. Oh, yeah. Oh, horrible. That woman doesn't like me, that woman. Have I said this? <laughs> I don't know. Why doesn't she like you, pray tell? There's like 11 of us on the team and she says goodbye yeah. to, to everyone but me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she listens to the podcast. <laughs> well, she shouldn't. That's naughty. <laughs> Anybody who's listening to this, you're naughty. This is just for me and Tom. <laughs> right? We put it online so we don't have to buy storage. Right? We like <laughs> These are our personal... conversations. Yeah. Earwigging. <laughs> <laughs> Downloading our private diaries. <laughs> naughty. All Pottervision listeners are naughty. Yeah. And we even mean you. We've got to keep this going. Do you listen to Pot Vision? <laughs> <laughs> the secret symbol that we set up last time. It's, uh, is it your right hand or your left hand? <laughs> Whatever you want. So it's three <laughs> fingers up, tongue out, eyes up, like Benny Hill. <laughs> I'm sure Benny Hill does that. Does he? I think so. Well, now, like it's, now it's Benny Hill and the Pot Vision boys. Benny Hill and the Pot Vision boys. I'd like to have a Mad Eye Moody Eye. Oh yeah, what what would you change about your life if you suddenly had this uh, cool eye? I like knowing when people are around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I had the eye, well, like through walls and stuff. Yeah, I could walk. I could like know if my neighbours are in. I'd know what room my neighbours are in. So like, because yeah. I live in a terrace, mm. I'd be like, oh. No one's upstairs at the minute. I can go upstairs and scream at the top of my lungs without it causing alarm. <laughs> or yeah. if, I was, if I was walking past the cafe, I'd be like, oh, there's no one in that one. Do you know what I mean? Oh, there's no one in the oh, toilet yeah. right now. Yeah, that would be a good one. Because some... T- <laughs> Sorry, but I, I took toilet from that. Some, to- <laughs> some toilets, you can't tell whether somebody's in it or not. And you have to try the handle. Exactly. And I know from experience, if I'm on the toilet and someone tries the handle, it's horrifying. Yeah. Horrible what experience. What do you do? You're in the toilet, right? You're sat on the, you know, the bowl. The bowl, as they say. And someone tries the handle. What are you saying? I always do a loud cough. Loud cough? 
yeah, to tell them that I'm there. I don't want to shout out, I'm pooing. I, I just do like a, <clears throat> or I do a big, big sniff. I try and make a noise oh, to I alert think this door that they're in is sniff through a door. <laughs> do make a it a big one. I do a, I do a little snore so they think someone's asleep in there. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> what Derek would you Kirk say? In there. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say if someone tried the handle? Give it a give it a give me a knock or something. All right. Yo. Oh, that's good. Yo. Every time, yo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo. And then, back, and then it's a bit aggressive, so they like back off as well. Yeah. I was once in a toilet cubicle, right? And somebody tries the handle as normal, right? I do the cough. Then they try it more violently, like they can't get it open and it's stuck. I thought you were choking. Not, not a thought <laughs> that, that someone could be in there doing the business. I thought you were choking on something. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> he does the imperious curse. And as you said earlier... It makes you do what you don't want to do, okay? Yeah, exactly. What don't you want to do, and what would it make you do? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be upside down for too long. If it made me go upside down till the blood rushed in my head, I don't like that sensation. Don't put me upside down. What about you? Do you not like roller coasters, then? Yeah, but that's a that's a momentary upside down. It's a thrill of it, but being like dangled for a, a minute would be horrendous. Um, what about me? He asked. What about you? <laughs> I did. I don't know. I know you did. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like uh, stick to it. Oh, I don't know. I'd like to do that. Uh, what don't I want to do? Look my neighbours in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> so the imperious curse is just on your eyes. It just makes them. Ooh. Hey, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Mechanical mad eye versus the imperious curse. What would happen with the machine win? Can't control the machine, can it? It's quite a steampunk mad eye moody, isn't it? Oh yeah, all he needs is the top hat and the bloody boots. <laughs> and he could be running an independent coffee shop in the northern quarter. I'd half expect him to have one of them horns from Wild Wild West used it to listen, and then he turns oh, it yeah. upside down, all the wax falls out. Uh. <laughs> I think we've found Bill Weasley's inspiration, haven't we? He's looked at Mad Eye Moon, he's gone, oh, I want to be like him. Get myself a little uh, earrings with a fang on it. So, Mad Eye Moody, right? He's demonstrating the Imperious Curse. And I absolutely love this scene, right? Because the man (laughs) starts essentially torturing an animal, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he starts chastising the children for laughing. Yeah. So he's flicking the... um, He's making the uh, spider tap dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, visually, is probably a funny thing. Like, imagine a cartoon spider tap dance, and you're like, oh, that's funny. And he's like, I think it's funny, dear. How about I did it to you? No, 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 no. Yeah, We're yeah. not the one game. You're the one torturing something right now. I know, I know. And he's there torturing it, going, gotta dance, gotta <laughs> dance. Doing cartwheels in a circle. Biddly, 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 bee. Man's hey, putting what, on... what are you laughing at for? <laughs> Man's putting on a show. Yeah. He's putting on an actual show. 
and then going, yeah, you can't even exaggerate. It's like me telling yeah. you a joke and go, and then going, going, carnation chicken. You laughing, then me going, oh, funny is it? I know. Well, you might as well be making that spider pull a Mooney and shake his bum and go, and then when the kids laugh, going, right, that's not funny, that. Behave yourselves. You did it, you nutter. I know. But then he's he's going on saying, right, you wouldn't like that if it happened to you, would you? That's an unforgivable curse. And then I was thinking about last year with the Boggarts. Like, surely the Boggart doesn't want to be ridiculous. That's not very nice either, is it? What's the Boggart trying to do? Is the Boggart trying to kill? Or is it just trying to like, what's it doing? Does it feed off fear? I don't really know. If it does feed off fear, let it. If it's not going to kill you. Yeah, exactly. But like, last year, somebody... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Last year, they made a big spider suddenly had roller skates. Well... The teacher put scat music on. You think, that's nearly as bad as this. Horrible. Scat music. Scat music. How's that sound? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're not to laugh at that, okay? This is serious. (laughs) He goes, goes, uh, goes, look, with this spell, I could make it jump out of the window, drown itself, or throw itself down one of your throats. Christ, you don't get this in charms, do you? <laughs> Bloody hell! What a lesson! Imagine being like Dumbledore. Oh, don't mind me, I'm just going to sit in on this lesson, Mad-Eye. That's supervising a lesson. <laughs> oh, Mad-Eye, don't, don't be threatening to put anything down the children's throats. <laughs> Bloody hell, like Dumbledore taking the governors round for a tour. And this is our new defence against the dark arts, teacher. And I can shove it down your throat. <laughs> What's he hell? You know, it's smell fine. whiskey. It's fine. <laughs> I've known him years. <laughs> He's only here until July. All right, get him out. What's he doing? Uh, yeah, Snape wanted the job, but I refused. Too needy. <laughs> I know. You want it so bad, I'm not giving it to you. Act like you don't want it. <laughs> I know. Like Snape, for all his methods, he has been a loyal employee for the past, like, ten years or whatever it is. Give him a chance. After all this time. I know. After all this time, always. After all this time, always. After all this time, always. Sorry. <laughs> Enjoying yourself. I see that on. If you see something like printed so many times, it stops meaning anything. That's always on t-shirts and like banners and like memes. That is after all this time, always. After all this time, it's been ten years. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck you. It goes like that. Time goes like that. It's nothing. I always imagine like you know people who don't know about Harry Potter seeing something like that on a shirt. What are they thinking? Thinking. Sad axe. <laughs> well, in that sense, they're thinking, ooh, wish I was involved in that. Hey, exactly. That's what they're thinking. Now, there's a bit of a hint here. We get a lot of, finally, we get a bit of backstory to Neville Longbottom. Even though it's very subtle, before he's just been the kind of idiot that gets things wrong. But we get a tiny little hint that maybe, you know, why does he know about the Cruciatus curse? Uh, you know, a little hint that the might, only you know, 
the only person to survive it is in this room. Harry, it's about me, that. Must be about me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Nothing's ever happened to anyone else. About me, that. It's about me. (laughs) It's it's quite embarrassed, isn't it? I think I'd be embarrassed as well if somebody brought that up. Is he talking about Harry? Yeah, yeah, because he's on about Avada Kedavra, isn't he? Oh, is he on about Avada Kedavra? Yeah, yeah, he's like, the only person to survive that is in this room. And now he's like, must be talking about me, I think. (laughs) Imagine if one of them didn't know about Harry and they were like, oh, it could be any of us. (laughs) (laughs) Someone who's just come in year four on exchange. Oh, is it me? (laughs) Oh, I don't know. Could be me, that. I'll have to ask my mum when I get home. Mum, I've had a nice survivor. I've had a cadaver. I didn't. Didn't think so. Must be one of the uh, ones who've been there longer. It's interesting about Avada Kedavra that yeah. goes, you could try it right now, but it wouldn't do anything. <laughs> yeah. So you've got to really mean it, haven't you? Yeah, you've got to mean it with every spell. I'd probably get a nosebleed. I'd, I'd get a, I'd get a hemorrhoid or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you can all be pointing your wands at me, and the best I'd get is a sty. <laughs> Great. I'd get a build up a plaque. <laughs> go on, everyone. Point it. Have a go. See what ends up happening to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love to have seen that. They're all having a go at him. Dumbledore walking through the governors. And in this room, we have Matt. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and now, this is the Defense Against the Dark Arts Department. I'm having an What's going on in there? Someone's being brutally murdered. He was our friend. My matchy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, you know, we're finally getting a little bit about Neville because I think we end up finding out that his mum and dad were tortured, weren't they? And that's why they don't look after him and they're in St. Mungo's. Take strength of character to defend this curse. If you're spineless, you don't have a chance. Oh, that's my mum and dad you're talking about. <laughs> well, where are they? Say Mungo's. Am I wrong? Imagine. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You've really offended me. Oh, here is a book on herbology. <laughs> I know, as if that, he's brought back childhood trauma and then he's gone, here you go, ages out of weeds. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Here you go, the baby book of names. <laughs> You can start with Aaron and go from there. (laughs) (laughs) It's bloody horrible, like, because he he demonstrates a Vada Kedavra, right? He kills this spider, and then he goes, but there's no counter curse. You can't block it. You can't defend it. Why have you shown us, then? There was no need for you to show us that. Mad-Eye, Malfoy, Crabbe and Goyle are in this room. Yeah. They're going to kill us. They're going to use it on us. <laughs> I know. Why are you teaching them that? There's no need to kill that spider. Aragog pe- and Mozag are crying in the, that forest. They can just pretend a Vatikadava doesn't exist. Yeah, because it's like, why even tell people about it? Because then you, you know, you're teaching them, aren't you? Because if there's no counter curse, what's the point? 
Please make it a thing that it's illegal to tell children about Havada Kedavar. About what? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Get you there, mother, eh? Then they go and do their homework for... What's it called? Divination. Divination. And they decide they can't do it, so they're just going to start making things up. Yeah, why not? Nasty things. You're going to get a nosebleed. I, I reckon I fall over. I get a cough. I reckon I drown. Yeah. How, <laughs> how fun. I've made some predictions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go on. What are your predictions? I predict you will live a very long life. That is lovely. 500 years. That's really lovely. Your body will turn to mush, but your consciousness will stay in there. (laughs) That sounds delightful. You will have no uh, way of communicating, and all you'll want to do is scream. Right. And this is the bit where I pay you two pounds, is it? (laughs) Madame Future? Cross my hand with silver, please. You're not getting a penny out of me after that. <laughs> Telling me I'm a 500-year-old mush. <laughs> Coming out the tent, don't go in there. She's on about 500-year-old mush. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to get a decent future out of her in there. Don't go, don't go out there. She said I'm going to be 500-year-old mush. <laughs> She tells me I'm going to be mush, but still have a consciousness in 500 years. I've paid two quid. Don't waste your money. <laughs> you, you can't get it off your mind now for the rest of your life. <laughs> At my next birthday. Oh, only 472 years away from mush. <laughs> Cheer up, have a bit of cake. It might not come true. It will, it will. <laughs> oh, go on, have some jam and custard. Every, have some custard. Everything reminds me of mush. <laughs> have some pear crumble. That'll be me in four hundred years. <laughs> Let's bear and more crumble. She must be right. She's from Blackpool. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be a pear crumble with a consciousness. <laughs> I can't enjoy the rest of his life. <laughs> oh, what's up with you? You're not thinking about mush, are you? No, oh, how could you tell? <laughs> You're always thinking about mush. It's ruining our marriage. <laughs> Come on. It's Louise's birthday. Don't be going on about mush now. This is her day. Oh, listeners, I hope this translates because I am in tears of laughter. (laughs) Listeners, if you're ever introducing anybody to the podcast, get them started on episode one. Not only will it follow the story properly of Harry Potter, but they won't be listening to Pear Crumble 500-year-old mush on the first episode. (laughs) Oh, dear. Where were we? <laughs> Have you got any predictions? Uh, yes, I predict that I will not become a 500-year-old mush. No, you can't count the predictions. 
All right, okay. I will predict that you, Tom, will wear blue next Thursday. That's my prediction, and I hope that's long enough for you to forget about it. The day after Leicester. Yeah. What do you think about that? Very boring. I give you mush, and that's what you give me. Who'd have thought that mush was going to be the most exciting prediction? Hey, I think that's good. I've got a mushy one. <laughs> You've got mush written all over you. As soon as you walk through that, that door, I, I knew it. Mush. Mush, 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 mush. <laughs> and they'll keep you in a jar. Keep me in a little jar. Hey, they're all loving it, aren't they? The, after that lesson, they're buzzing. They're like, whoa, it's the best lesson ever. And I remember at school, if ever a teacher did something even remotely unteacher-like, I don't know, like this, say a swear word or something, or I don't know, do something out of character, it'd be thrilling as a, as a kid. What yeah. do you reckon? I remember... Uh, go on. Go on, what are you saying? Well, when I was in school, we had to speak Welsh, and we used to got, get told off if we spoke English. Mm. And I remember it was probably one of the most thrilling days of my life. A teacher sent me out to go and fetch some uh, paper or something like that, and I overheard a conversation between two teachers in English, and I remember oh. it being like the most thrilling thing ever that the teachers weren't following their own rules and the ethos of the school. So interesting, isn't it? Like, what is thrilling to some is nothing to others. See, I was at school and teachers were talking English all the time and I took it for granted. <laughs> you take it for granted, don't you? Well, you know. For granted. Well, <laughs> if you were in the room, you'd be buzzing ear to ear. <gasps> it's like on telly. <laughs> Can I honestly say, when I first started my job in a school, it felt very strange speaking English in a school setting. It was really odd. It felt like naughty. It's really strange. So how was your first day, Lucas? I'm feeling naughty. All right. I don't think you can have a second day. So it's your appraisal. Um... Hey, my parents were saying, shouldn't you report that woman who took the breathing apparatus out of that um, boy? Probably, but I uh, don't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. It, it was like one of those situations where everyone else was laughing and I was like... Everyone else? Am I the only sane person in the room or, or am I the mental one? Maybe maybe you should um, contact the uh, agency, whoever like contacted you and say, yeah. I've been thinking about it. This happened... Um, I forget. I, no, I'm serious. I forgot the woman's name, yeah. but this is what she looked like. This is what the child looked like, and this is what happened. Yeah. And then, then it's up to them. Yeah, yeah. Instead of going on the and you, you're witnessing these atrocities, and then you're just getting married all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I see an atrocity, I think, "Hey, that's going to be my story for Monday." <laughs> 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 but then the kid was laughing as well. That's the I think that's the thing where I think it was accepted was that the kid found it funny, but it was horrendous. <laughs> I remember that's what your uh, mum took took from that episode. 
of the podcast should be reported. <laughs> Listeners, if you think it should be reported, write in. We're going to do a poll on the Instagram. <laughs> should Lucas report that carer? And if it's more than 50% yes, I'll report. I think it'll be, oh, I think it'll be landslide yes. I do as well. <laughs> you may me feel guilty about that now. But there were other witnesses. It wasn't just me that saw it. Oh, okay. Nazi. <laughs> I was just following orders. <laughs> following orders. I was following orders. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no wonder you feel so naughty when you're in these schools. <laughs> Speaking English, not reporting <laughs> assaults. <laughs> Very naughty. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing their own work, right? They don't know how to do it, so they make it up, right? And it's last minute. But I think always put in an answer, even if you don't know what you're doing, right? I always tell this to the students I teach. I was once in a university maths exam, year three. I didn't have a clue what the answer was. I wrote down two as a guess, and it ended up being correct. <sighs> so always write something down. And this is what they've done. They've not just left it blank. Mm. They've made up some crazy predictions, haven't they? In a, when I was in year nine, um, we did like some mock test. Yeah. And a lad, uh, there was like a series of questions that we'd not uh, uh, been like, you know, we'd not, I don't know, we'd not learned yet, you know, whatever yeah, yeah, the process yeah. was. Yeah. And uh, it said each, each, each thing he got, like there's two points, yeah? Yeah. And, he didn't know the answer for each of the uh, questions, but he at least wrote centimetres for all of them. <laughs> Brilliant. Do you know what I mean? It's like how many, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he at least wrote centimetres on each on each yeah. question. And then the uh, the teacher, Mr. Nelson, made a big deal of it, like yeah. how excellent this boy was. Like what a genius. <laughs> So smart, he's done that out of all of you. And he was like, Come with me now. He stands the boy up, takes him to the front of the class, yeah. And he's like, And that's why he's moving up a set, and you are staying here, <laughs> even though in an actual exam, he would have got no extra marks for just writing centimeters. <laughs> why is he writing that for every question? <laughs> So a T-shirt was £30 in a sale and it was 20% off. How much was it in the sale? Centimetres. <laughs> well, you you're know not get, You're not getting any method marks for that. <laughs> well, you know, because each of the... Uh, qu- it was, they're all about length. Oh, right. Fair enough. Fair the right. answer would have been blank something centimetres, but he just yeah, didn't, yeah, write yeah. The, he didn't read the, write the thingy. But you're not going to get anything for that. Yeah. Write a number down. What a weirdo that teacher was. I hate teachers. Yeah, yeah. I've said this before, I'll say it again. Teachers are scum. <laughs> Just kidding. What? You teachers are bloody lovely. You're the backbone of the country. But some teachers are proper weirdos. This guy, you know, he's, he's one of the teachers where you're like, what's this guy's problem? Like, what's oh, your problem? Yeah. Chip on his you, shoulder. Weirdo. And then sometimes you tell you a weird story and you're like, it's a mm. weird story. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Don't like that. 
I used to teach in I used to teach in Africa. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I used to teach in Africa, and uh, they didn't have any money to pay me, and uh, they could just feed me, and all I could eat and drink was bananas and wine. You know, <laughs> bananas and wine. Oh, they're so poor they couldn't pay me, but they could feed me on grapefruit and a hundred-year-old Chardonnay every evening. What? Sorry, um, we don't have the money to uh, pay you, but uh, three bottles of Prosecco every night? <laughs> All right, then. Should have given that bloke a slap on the back of his head, weirdo. Mr. Nelson? Yeah. <laughs> I might start naming and shaming every teacher on this pod. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? And how old he'll be now? Ooh, at least probably. 30. Huh? Mm. How old was he when he taught you? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> they go on about all these excuses, uh, all <clears throat> these predictions they've got. And there's more emphasis on this than there was for Avada Kedavra. But there's more like page space taken up with them going on about these weird predictions than introducing the world's worst spell. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, is this what we're focusing on here? Yeah. Very strange. I feel like, yeah, they should have been a bit more in awe because there's that after the class, Ron wanted to talk about it, but then he realised it was too dark of a matter to be talking about in front of Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he shut up for a bit. So I suppose that was quite good because it really shows that Ron, even though an oaf, can read his best friend. Yeah, he's slowly starting to get a tiny morsel of self-awareness. He can realise it. He's got no clue about Hermione. <laughs> no, no. He's still yet to work that out. He's But he's mastered one person. He can tread lightly around HP. Hey, there we go. Now, Fred and George are in the common room and they're trying to concoct a little plan to get past those age spells that are going to be around the Goblet of Fire. And uh, what would you do if you were in the Wizarding World? What, do you, would you have a plan if you wanted to uh, sign up for the Triwizard Tournament underage? Hmm. I'd probably make myself so desirable to kill that it yeah, would yeah, cause yeah. a man to sneak yeah. into the school and enter me on my behalf. Oh. <laughs> enter you on your behalf? Enter me on his behalf. Or, you know, oh, enter me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, have I, you got I, an I answer, dear boy? I might have told you this story before, but my friend Sam... He was very tall, and whenever we had a house party, he would be the one who would buy the drinks because we were all underage. I told you this story. And he'd buy milk and eggs and bread. Is that the exactly, case? Exactly, yeah. He would go into the shop and he'd buy a loaf of bread, a pint of milk, and then five different types of alcohol. Well, here's the kicker. It was that milk that made him grow so big. <laughs> exactly. He had big old bones. That could be a technique for Fred and George. I think they should walk up to the Goblet of Fire with a pint of milk and a loaf of bread and then enter it. That might get them in. The other idea was do a Hermione, get a time turner and just uh, pause the world for two years. Then you'd be old enough, wouldn't you? Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Sneak into McGonagall's office or just get Harry to ask her because she gives him anything he wants. And uh, get the old time turner on the go for a couple of years. 
I'd rather not participate. I'd be like, oh, I'd rather enjoy my youth and not be in some daft tournament where you can die. Yeah, yeah, just watch. Sorry, it. listeners, but that's how I feel. <laughs> Would you rather a lie? <laughs> Hermione Granger has come back from the library and she's set up a new organisation. It's called Spew, the Society for the Promotion of Elfish Welfare. And Ron is like, I'm not wearing a badge that says Spew on it. And I agree with him. It is a bit ridiculous. What do you think? I think it's funny because it like... Thing is, with marketing, you've got to get people's attention, right? So it is raising awareness. They go, spew, like sick. And you go, no, no. It's society of the promotion of elfish. Why is it? Welfare. And people go, oh, right. What's going on there? And then Hermione says, elves aren't being treated right. And then they go, tell me more, tell me more. Because even though some people might find it funny, it's still going to raise awareness to a lot of students. See, I don't think that. Like, if UNICEF was called Knockers, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have as many people signing up for it, I don't think. How about WWF? Most people thought wrestling. And then other people went pandas. Now it's pandas. Now it's pandas. And they sued them, didn't they? Don't know. None of my mm. business. <laughs> it's none of your business what the World Wrestling Federation does. <laughs> and Hermione, without even asking them, she has appointed Ron as treasurer of her new organisation and Harry as secretary. And I cannot imagine... Oh, secretary! <laughs> <laughs> what appointments have you got for me today, Harry? <laughs> I can't imagine a worse job for either of them. If I thought who am I going to have as treasurer for my new organisation? I wouldn't pick Ron Weasley. Would you? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is he good at maths? I don't think he's good at anything, is he? I always kind of think people who are into sport are good at maths because it's all numbers. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I was thinking, this is a weird thought, uh, but I kind of resent people who can do their times tables. <laughs> Thank you. No, you like you know people like <laughs> yeah. Like, if someone asks me any equation, I'm like, give me ten minutes or give me a phone and I'll work it out for you. Yeah, and yeah. people at school who'd be like eight sixes, blah blah blah, um, seven twos at fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You resent them. Yeah, I'm an anti-intellectual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think even if you know your times table, to be walking around reciting them is, <laughs> is the act of a knobhead. And that's coming from somebody with a maths degree. Don't be walking around reciting your times table. Who are you proving yourself to? <laughs> Who's that for? Stop gloating. Yes. Listeners, if you happen to be listening to this private conversation, which is naughty... And you also happen to be <laughs> reciting times tables. Don't be. Don't be. And we all know that eight times seven is the hardest one. Stop bragging that you can do it. Anyway, times table isn't skill, it's memory. Right. How many tap dancing spiders out of five are you giving this chapter? I thoroughly enjoyed this chapter. Uh, I like Mad-Eye Moody. Um, I like that we see kind of a softer side to him where he can 
Sol's Neville, but is there an ulterior motive there? We may find out soon. Um, yeah, not many crazy things happened. Harry has a bit of character development. He's thinking about his parents. Uh, it was all right. I'm going to give it three and a half tap dancing spiders out of five. Very interesting. This episode for me was bottom heavy, right? Mm. A big juicy arse of yeah. a uh, chapter, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. we go in, we got Madame Moody's Defense Against the Dark Arts, yeah? And it, a lot is happening. The pile mm. in with all this crazy stuff going on, demonstrating all three curses, tap dancing spider, we're having things revealed about Neville. And then it just goes so thin, just like, I felt like I was listening, I was, ages of this chapter yeah. was Ron making up things that are going to happen to him. <laughs> yeah. Bored me. So for that reason, mm-hmm. I give this chapter two and a half chap- tap dancing spiders out of five. Well justified. Right. Are you ready for the first <laughs> marital episode of quiz? Yes. Quiz, quiz, key, quiz, quiz, key, quiz, 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 ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quiz, key, quiz, quiz, key, quiz, 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 ask you about how bad How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. I'm married. He's married. He's married, but I'm still getting the kiss. Yeah. Okay. Question one. Can you name one unforgivable curse? Yes. Crucio. Correct. Question two. Can you name another unforgivable curse? Avada Kedavra. <laughs> Question three. Can you name another unforgivable curse? Imperio. Correct. How many cauldrons had Neville melted? Uh, six. Correct. Right. <laughs> you doing well. You are doing well. Right? So this next... doesn't do well. Go on. This next... <laughs> this next What's question. the next one? How many years does it take a man to turn to mush? I'm so sure of the answer, but I feel like it's a trick. 500. 500 years. Lucas, <laughs> <laughs> for the first time in a long time, you've won the quiz. I've not won the quiz. For this book, yet <laughs> it's been that long. What do I win? Do I get a prize? It's been a fourteen-week rollover. You get a marital blessing. That's lovely. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't win the quiz before I got married. Quiz, 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 quiz. We're gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 quiz. We're gonna ask about Harry Potter. Looks how well will you? You thief, you stole the song off me. Do I blow you a kiss? <gasps> First time ever Tom said it. <laughs> now, Tom, are you ready for this week's edition of Hedwig's Droppings? Laying we're... droppings on my chest. We're not allergic to owl poo. We're not allergic to plovins. <laughs> we allergic. mean the messages you send in when we have referred to Hedwig's droppings. What's in your big this week? Quick tweet. That's nice at the end. Not nice, is it? Not nice. Someone stealing your song, is it? Yeah. Want one of these? Want one of these? You get a fistful from me if you want. (laughs) 
Right, we've had a lovely five-star review from Natso95247. Now, Natso says, five leaky cauldrons out of five. Came across this podcast around a week ago, and I've got as far as episode three. Oh, no, I got 31. <laughs> That's better. This has kept me going the past week, laughing out loud, taking the dog for a walk in the graveyard opposite me. I may have had some seriously concerned looks. Can't wait to come and see the live show in Belfast. Thanks for all the laughs. Well, thank you so much, Natso95247. Bring your dog to the show, Natso. Yeah. Special leg and a wing. (laughs) (laughs) The dog looks. Now, we've had another message from James Bollington on the website. Now, James says, hello, Pottervision boys. Could I ask a huge favour? My good friend, Thomas Pankathman, is a massive fan of the pod and he's listened to all the episodes and he came to see you in Sheffield. His favourite character is Ludo Bagman, which is fitting given we are on book four and he has a WhatsApp group with over a 100 movie quotes. What commitment. It is his 31st birthday on the 19th of February and could we have a special shout out from the Sheffield Pottervision fan club, me, Joe Carr and Daniel Gilway and hopefully yourselves too. Keep up the good work. A lovely message. Well, Thomas, we wish you a very, very happy 31st birthday and look, you're one year closer to mush. <laughs> Happy bloody birthday! Thomas, may you have 469 more birthdays. Hey, that's good maths. (laughs) And we must also congratulate Thomas because he is one of our brand new baby patrons. He's a baby, haven't he? Mm Thomas, you are crawling round in the garden and there's a sprinkler. It is a hot day and you are getting lashings of water on your back. At first you like it, (laughs) but then you become startled. I climb over the wall, take you into my hands and... Lovely! We've also had a new baby, Harry, and it's Eloise McCann. Eloise, you are at the park. You are being swung around (laughs) on the roundabout. Wee! Wee! What's that? You're bored now? You want to go on something else? Well, on the journey over, I take you into my hands, throw you up in the air, several spins, and... Lovely! And finally, we must give an honourable mention to a baby Hermione. It's Holy Sister Sophie. I don't think she's had her kisses yet. Well, baby Sister Sophie, I travel back in time. <laughs> you are a baby. You're much older than me, but I managed to do it somehow. <laughs> you are you are in your pram. I take you away in the supermarket, away from your parents, and I rush you around. <laughs> and before they notice, I throw you into the air and lovely. And that was Hedwig's droppings. <laughs> 
This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. Our tour rolls on. This Wednesday, we're going to be in Leicester at the Leicester Comedy Festival. Uh, we're also going to be in Telford on the 25th of February. And we're going to be in Belfast on the 12th of March. We've also got a few new dates. So like we said before, uh, the Manchester date has been moved to May the 5th. Uh, we've also moved our London date. I don't think we've said that either. Uh, that's going to be on the 15th of May. And um, tickets live. Those tickets are live, yes. And we're London, also getting a your new... call to action. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we've also got a new uh, Brighton date because we sold out Brighton. We've got another date. Uh, I can't remember that one, but if you check the website, pottervision.com, you can find all the dates there. Also, if you want to support us and get access to loads of bonus goodies, you go to patreon.com slash pottervision and just have a look, have a browse. It's the only way to get a kiss. It's the only way to get a kiss. It's the only way to get a kiss from me, apart from marrying me. And I've already (laughs) done that, so you can't. And if there's any babies who want to get a a renewal kiss, that's an option. (laughs) Just send us a message. Say, I want another kiss and we'll give you one. Next week, we will be on episode 72. It will be chapter 15 of The Goblet of Fire, and it's Bobaton and Durmstrang. You have been a wonderful fortune-telling Tom Lawrenson. And you have been a suit-wearing, German-kissing, married man Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Pottervision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. If you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash Pottervision.